0: The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy.
1: And greetings, everyone. Welcome and thank you for joining us today on The Open Door. We are the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher.
2: And I'm Terry Kennedy. And
3: I'm Sid Bennett.
1: You know, um, every week, in fact, every show, we invite you to awaken to the light within, to awaken to that great and magnificent I Am Presence that lives within each one of us. This is our truest and highest self. The I Am Presence, as well as our own individual Christ self, constitutes a glorious reality that is our reason for being. In effect, awakening to this light, this blazing reality, is really an invitation to become it, to be it, to live it. A true spiritual path is not a part-time job. It takes focus, commitment, and constancy 24-7. And that's where we want to focus our attention today. Living, breathing, being what we believe. Now, we know the world is filled with human beings and human creation, but it is to the divine that men must turn for their freedom and, and their eventual ascension in the light. This is our goal, and we have a path designed by the Ascended Masters to get us, excuse me, <laughs> to get it here. Mm-hmm. So let's look first at the common goals of a spiritual path. Anybody want to take that one?
2: The well, higher goals? Yeah. Um, well, one of the things that I want to say kind of to start with, I was kind of looking at our notes for today, and, um, and I can touch on a little more maybe in our final segment, but I want to encourage people who feel like they are seekers in their hearts <clears throat> that um, they th- there's really nothing that they're going to lose in the long run except for all that is unreal, and so if they are are happy with their their job and what we call a divine plan or a dharma, um, maybe they'll set that aside for a moment. Maybe they'll keep rolling with it, but don't be afraid to jump into the pool. You can jump into the 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 shallow you know, end. shallow end no, to start with. Or the, metal, the kiddie pool. Or the kiddie pool, <laughs> just the wading pool. But, but go ahead and, and get in the water, and then you will find that eventually you'll be given back the gifts that you came into life with that you are supposed to be using.
1: You know, the blueprint, we've talked about this many times. You who are listening, you may be actually in the heart of your blueprint right now. Yeah. It isn't necessarily something that you've got to do that's new you're maybe living exactly the path that was designed at the soul level at some point many, many, many eons ago, and you're doing it. So we don't want to make it, the statement that you necessarily have to change what you're doing, but you maybe look at, examine it from the spiritual perspective.
3: Yeah, that, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think everyone's looking for meaning in their lives. Um, you know, <clears throat> they manifest different ways. I remember a number of years ago, USA Today had a survey where they interviewed extremely wealthy people, millionaires. Mm. And uh, it was something like 70% of them said they would be willing to give up all their abundance, all their funds, if they could have spiritual meaning in their lives. Mm, wow. mm. So what does that tell you? Wow! Obviously, money is convenient, but it's not the answer in terms of spiritual growth. And understanding the spiritual path is really important because you may be on it and not even realize it, or you may think you're on it and not be on it. So it, it does involve study and becoming aware of, of what the spiritual path is really about.
1: You know, when, when we formulated this program, in fact, I want to mention this, too, because this is a kind of a milestone for us. We are now well into our fifth year of broadcasting this show. And when I think about that, I'm, I'm amazed at times to realize how much history has gone under our bridge as we've been developing the material for the show and presenting it to people like you. So I want to say thank you out there for being here and being part of this audience and listening to this program, because what we are talking about is basically what we live every day. And the spiritual path is different for different people. I mean, and we know that. In fact, I think you mentioned that, you are know, looking for meaning, looking for purpose. Uh, what we recognize uh, that we have is a community of like-minded souls who are passionate about this goal of the ascension. But people out there who have been raised in different religions, different f- faiths, uh, different spiritual practices or disciplines, its it's how you define where you're going. You know, as I was starting to say, what we did was We answered those four questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? What we're talking about in this moment is where am I going? You know, we know that there's nirvana, there's heaven, there's the Satori, there's the Ascension, there's the Etheric realm, all these various different aspects of the same you know, essential experience. Mm -hmm. We want to go higher. Well,
3: I think, you know, in in my case, you know, I grew up a Christian, Christian family. I loved it. I loved the Christian church. I loved Jesus. But I, I remember getting into high school and I said, you know. There's got to be more to this. I'm missing something. There's got to be more to this story than I'm hearing every week in church. Mm -hmm. And that started in my, my search and understanding of karma and reincarnation, the different paths and so forth. And I had this very strong desire to know the truth and to fulfill whatever I came to fulfill. And so that's a journey we all go on. And I think this is a journey many people are engaged in today, a spiritual journey, looking and seeking. The important thing is we have to be aware when we find what we're looking for. Because some people are so much into the seeking and going from one thing to the next that they don't realize it when they've found what they've really been looking for and what is the key to their path. And so it's important not to be a seeker all our life, but to be a practicer of those things, if that's a word, forgive me. Um, (laughs) It's a good one. You know, of what the spiritual path is made out of. And, um, you know, what is a spiritual path? That's something I think we could talk about. Yeah. Well, you know, uh,
1: you mentioned, Terry, that we maybe later on in the show might talk about our own individual paths. Mm-hmm. I, I was raised Catholic. I studied to be a priest. When I got through the, with the seminary and I came back into a regular mainstream, you know, educational experience, I started to re really examine and look at things in a different light. And I went into Buddhism, went into meditation. I went into, you know, doing the Tai, tai Chi, which I still do to this day. Uh, using the I Ching, you know, Course in Miracles. I mean, there's so many different parts of my crazy quilt. But it, <laughs> like you just said, Sid, that when you are a student perpetually, you maybe forget that you have a, you might have graduated and not know it. When I found this path of the Ascended Masters, suddenly everything that I had been doing and following made sense. Until that time, it was kind of a crazy quilt, yeah. you know, all over the place, zigzagging. But suddenly went Ooh! it Just fell into place.
2: And and you know, with my with my life, I uh, <clears throat> I grew up in the Episcopal Church and sang in the boys' choir for five years when I was when I was young and continued to go until I uh, started going to college.
1: Did you and have a deep voice when you were six? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> incidentally, I went from the soprano to the bass section in, instantly oh, when boy. my voice changed. Yeah. <laughs> Here's this little guy standing there with the men. <laughs> but um, then I started entertaining as a profession, and um, I didn't. Uh, I remember my mother saying, "You know, well, you really ought to try and go to church. You know, you're <laughs> going to find a find a nice lady in church, and it's a, you know, it's a good thing." And and giving me a few some good advice. And uh, but I w- really wasn't drawn to do it. I, as a matter of fact, when I looked back on my life, I didn't go to church for about twelve years, which is a whole cycle. Those of you that that have listened to some of us talk, some of our programs on the cosmic clock and cycles of mm-hmm. twelve and one thing or another. But then I found this path, and then I was I was plugging back in, you know, mm-hmm. and getting yeah. a lot of the answers that uh, I really hadn't gotten before.
1: Well, you know, the the key thing I think for me was this new and higher understanding of the I am presence mm-hmm. and my Christ self, and in fact the the personal Christ and the universal Christ. Yes. Until that point, when I really saw it, I didn't understand how much potential div- divinely. Inspired potential I had within me, and it in fact was my birthright. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that I was assuming to, to take on. In fact, it was the reality at the, my inner core of being,
2: and, and that I, was a huge difference. And you know, I think of a lot of these these sweet people, uh, you know, the priests and, and and all in the in the Episcopal Church, and I never felt as though they were doing anything malicious to keep information from me. I just I just realized later on that they hadn't. They didn't have the full
3: knowledge. Well, people are taught what a spiritual path looks like. Right. And I can remember when I got on the spiritual path, I somehow envisioned I would be meditating, you know, <laughs> yep. and in front of a sacred place. And God would pour forth his light all over me, and I would be bliss and happy. <laughs> and, you know, that was my perception of the spiritual path. I didn't realize that this involves work. It involves <laughs> yep. dealing with your karma and learning and gaining mastery. You see, that's what, that's what is not necessarily taught in the Christian faith is we're here to gain mastery. You're saved by Jesus. Be a good person. That's mm-hmm. it. Um, you're in heaven. But we are working to achieve mastery, and there is a path to be walked. So, an understanding of what it takes to progress on a spiritual path, even though you know where you're going, mm-hmm. is absolutely key. Because I mean, maybe we can talk about this more later, but we will, I'm sure. <laughs> there's mismatched <laughs> expectations. You know, I'm a spiritual person. I'm a spiritual path. Things should go well for me, right? Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and you know, one of the words that that we have written down here is it's not a hobby. No. Can you expand on that, Tom, a little bit?
1: Well, I think that uh, a lot of people, I will include myself in this, a lot of my middle adult life was being somewhat of a spiritual dilettante. Uh-huh. I went from one thing to another. I tried different. I sampled stuff. I was like out there in the spiritual buffet world, you know, going, <laughs> oh, I think I'll try some of that. Or, oh, that sounds pretty good. And list. I didn't have a place to really have it all land uh-huh. until I understood this inner divinity. Once I got there and I thought, okay, now I understand who I am. The next thing is, with this divinity, what am I going to do with it? Yeah. Why am I here? Well, this is what we talked about, union with God, oneness, the ascension. Whatever the goal looks like for you, that's what it became clear enough for me to understand. That's where I'm going.
3: You know, I was always confused by the statement Jesus made. You know, things that I do, greater things shall you do. Well, I mean, let's, let's, yeah. let's be, have a little check with reality here. <laughs> I'm going to do greater things than Jesus. You know, my holy Christ self, my I am presence can do different things because we're building on the base. But how do we get there? That's always been my question. Yes, I want to put on my Christ. What does that mean? What does it look like? What are the daily disciplines that will get me there? You know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I remember when I heard, you know, you got to work on your psychology. Well, wait a minute. Why do I have to work on my psychology? I'm a spiritual person, you know, and all these pieces that come together so that we can become a chalice for a greater light.
1: Well, and that we surrender to a higher will. You know, one of the things I think for me that became pretty clear was that I'm not, I can't do this alone. And, uh, you know, one with God is the majority, as they say. Mm -hmm. But it it came to the point where I, you know, not only was I a spiritual dilettante looking through the buffet, (laughs) I had a lot of pride. That's okay, God. I can do it myself. I'll let you know when I need your help. Thanks anyway, you know. I you know, I mean looking back on that and I kinda of shudder, but my gosh, you know, I think that's a path a lot of us kind of follow.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Humility is a key thing if you really want to make progress. Obedience, on the path.
1: humility, harmony. You know. And
3: and I want to say here that, you know, sometimes people are afraid of a spiritual path. I might have to give up things I don't want to give up. Oh, yes, yeah, like and perpetual. I might land. have I might have to change. <laughs> right. You know, I don't want to change, you know. Well, God is very patient with us, and you don't have to do anything until you're ready to do it. And so don't be fearful of the path, because whatever you do in on the direction of spiritual growth is better than doing nothing. <laughs> you know? Even if you aren't willing to give up certain things in your life just yet, that's okay. Work on the things that you're willing to do. Well, and and, and you they know, say if you aim at nothing, you hit it every time.
2: Yeah. yeah. And doing the will of God. Oh my God. The will of God? I have to do the will of it's God. How scary, doesn't it? How scary, <laughs> you know, when you see a picture of El Moria, especially one of those early pictures where he didn't have kind of the pink glow that he has now today. And you and it's it's kind of fearful. But, lo, I am come to do thy will, O God, is the fiat that every child coming into embodiment is making.
1: And the will of God is good. Yes. Well, we've already uh, pushed up against our first break. Uh, We're going to take one right now, a couple of minutes. We'll be back shortly, and we're discussing the spiritual life. Please stay with us.
0: Voice America
4: 7th Wave Channel
0: Seek Greater Awareness
4: Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything It is the nature of a spiritual seeker They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads.
5: Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man.
0: This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show.
1: And thanks, everyone, for staying with us. You are tuned to The Open Door, where today, we're talking about the spiritual path as a lifestyle. Yeah. And uh, in the last segment, the end, Sid mentioned a couple of, um, made a couple of points, and he always does a very good job of that, but referring specifically to the kinds of values, the kinds of qualities that um, a spiritual path might exhibit, no matter what it is that your path may be specifically focused on, that in general, there are probably some common attributes and qualities that we can talk about. Maybe we'll start with uh, with grace.
3: Can, can I just make one comment on that? You know, Sure. Um, we have to and, and you mentioned earlier in the last segment Tom we have to be so careful of spiritual pride you know <laughs> yeah. I'm on a spiritual path you know yeah, look at me I'm special you know <laughs> I mean it's subtle I mean nobody goes and says it, that it, but it is subtle it can be very subtle you know I'm really kind of a special person because I'm I'm you know I'm taking the higher way I'm going on spirituality <clears> and so forth and, and you know we can kind of joke about it we have to be careful that it does exist to us but when we're going to talk about these positive values you know Pride is not one of them.
5: Right. And so, no. you know, we think,
3: well, sometimes we think we have this incredible knowledge that the Ascended Masters give, and we must be God's chosen people. Well, maybe God's chosen people because we have the most karma. <laughs> but, the, but the point I'm making here is, in spite of all the knowledge we have, yeah. it still goes back to who are we? Yeah. What do we manifest in our world? And these qualities and values that we're talking about um, are very much a part of the Ascended Masters path. And the intellectual knowledge that we might have, of the universe, which we have a great deal because of the masters, is no substitute for the manifestation of these qualities in our day-to-day lives. Well,
1: indeed, and I think we have to remember that we're not here to perfect the human. <clears throat> a lot of times people think that, you know, they are, that's what they're doing. They're trying to be the perfect human being. In yeah. fact, that's a side trip that doesn't really go anywhere. So <laughs> that, you know, so yeah, that, you know right. on the list of qualities, of course, humility is a very big one.
3: Yeah, and we're, putting, we're working to put on our Christhood. Well, how do you do that? Well, what would the Christ do? What would Jesus do? You know, grace, gratitude, forgiveness, faith, peace, love. I mean, they're words, but they're qualities of the heart. Yeah. And so on a spiritual path, these are absolutely crucial. You know, we've got a mission to do. We've got to take the teachings of the ascended masters of the world. Well, if we don't have love in our hearts and we don't have humility and all these things, it's just words. It's just words.
2: Anything. Yeah. And I can remember when I first found this path that I, it's like I wanted to serve the whole dish, you know, to buddy that I met. And, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and that doesn't work either. A lot no. of times you really have to assimilate it and then portion it out just as as you can see that it's needed in the world, you know.
3: Yeah, and, and I think what, you know, there's pieces, we've talked about the pieces of the puzzle coming together. In other words, we have a part of us that really does want to embody these God qualities. So we, we've talked about mercy, love, forgiveness, care, you know, all these, we we all want to embody those, you know, we're not, we try and not quite sure how we do it. But then we also know that there's more to that. And I think that's what the Ascended Masters teachings do. They give us the core, which we all know to be true, that we all share walking in the footsteps of Jesus, the path of love and service and giving to others. But there's also an equation to our own spiritual path, Mm -hmm. which is balancing our karma And, of course, the more karma you balance, the more light you can hold, the more light you hold, the more of these qualities you're going to manifest, and you're going to make a difference in the world. And and if I could just digress a minute here, Tom. Sure. You know, yes, people are motivated um, on the spiritual path to find out things for themselves, but there's also a tremendous number of people out there that are saying, I see the pain in the world, and I want to do something about it. And so they do tremendous things. You know, at an individual level, we've heard, we've heard so many stories of the and, and just going down and helping a neighborhood uh, a food bank or something. I mean, it's manifest everywhere. But there's a need in the world. And the beauty of the spiritual path that the ascended masters teach is that not only are you growing spiritually, not only are you balancing your karma, but through the science of the spoken word and other things, you are impacting life throughout this entire planet. And you can have impact around the world, not only in your own town and wherever you're doing the things on a face-to-face basis. But by drawing forth this light, you will change the equation of light and darkness on this planet. And so if you are motivated by the desire to see an end of suffering and war and all the burden of the people of God on this planet, then this path can do that too. And this is what's so exciting about this spiritual path. It gets your own spiritual development, your own karma balance, your own going forward in the light. And changing the world because of the sponsorship and the use of the science of the spoken word. And, and and let me
2: add that if you you can you can stay in your religion stay in your faith mm-hmm. and become a keeper of the flame you don't need necessarily move out of that yeah. that realm so to speak but if you become a keeper of the flame and you tie your heart to Saint Germain and you take what Saint Germain has to give you. You can take that back in your church, into your community, into your state and your nation, and can affect change in, a, in, an, in an incredible way. Well,
1: and souls have ascended from every major religion That's right. and spiritual discipline. It isn't just this path.
2: Right. I mean, we, we have a formal church, and we have, you know, our publishing arm and one thing or another. But people don't need to, and obviously we want people to, to come our way, so to speak, Well, it's you a, don't have it's to. It's
3: people's choice. You can position yourself where you want to be on the spiritual right. path, you know, and yeah. God respects that. He's given us free will, and he's been waiting a long time for some of us, you know, <laughs> to sort of get, get with it a little bit in terms of our path. We've chosen this path because we it as the, the quickest and most direct way home to God. And so we, we embrace that. But we respect other people's paths. But if nothing else, use the tools God has given us, the violet flame. You know, light is the alchemical key. It changes everything in your personal body, in your personal life, in your city, in your state, your nation, wherever you are. It changes things. Yeah. And so try it. Use it. And, you know, you make your choice where you want to be. But if the spiritual path is something that you have wanted— then you got to, as Terry suggested, put, at least put your toe in the
4: water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and give it
3: a try and pursue it. And, of course, we're excited about this path because we know that, from our perspective, our heart has told us this is the way we need to go to return to God in this embodiment.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, And as we do that, we also recognize
1: that there are shared, res- shared experiences we have with people who are not on this path of those base- basic qualities. That You recognize a person who's kind, yeah. who's merciful, who forgives, who's yeah. compassionate, who's graceful, you know, even you look at some people who are obedient, who are basically you can see they're following their path. And when you see that, you experience it, you say to yourself, I want some of what he has. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, that's yeah. a good point. I remember growing up in church and seeing uh, some people that, you know, were, they were Christians. And when I say that, it's with the highest compliment. They led a Christ-like life. Yeah. They did not have any comprehension of anything beyond Jesus as my Savior, but they took it so seriously that they manifested these qualities in such a real way. They were on the path even though they didn't realize it. And, and I respect and honor that. However, for most of us, you know, we need a more of a defined path and the steps that we need to take, and which is the Ascended Masters do offer, mm-hmm. you know, incrementally to get where you want to go, because it is a path. And I think the one other thing I wanted to mention here that we do have, by God's grace, is we have sponsorship, and you mentioned the keepers of the flame cherry. Mm-hmm. When you become a keeper of the flame, you receive a certain level of sponsorship from Saint Germain. Yes. Well, what does that mean to me? I'm sponsored. Well, it means you have things available to you that would not be available to you based on your own current attainment or level of spiritual growth. And I think every one of us here can attest to the fact that the grace of God and the sponsorship we've had in our lives have. Allowed us to achieve much greater things than we could have on our own. No, That's right.
1: I mean, this is such an important point to make, uh, Sid, and thank you for bringing it up. Sponsorship is part of what we experience as a higher hierarchy of consciousness. That the ascended masters have led; they're, they're obviously above us, and they lead by example, and we follow their path, we follow their footsteps, so that we can attain to the same level. When you mention what Jesus said about you know These things I do socially, you do and great things. You know, he's saying, in effect, you have the potential to be the Christ. Now, How do you do that? It's a little easier if you do it within the confines of the past simply because certain steps that you take, you understand that they, they, you're going in a certain order. You know, this ladder of initiation or ladder of you know, the cycles of initiation, the cosmic clock. Mm-hmm. You know, we, it's, it's there. I mean, the pieces are there. The steps are outlined. These masters have been where we are. They, and, and they you know, want to help us. They, they want to help. That yeah. is
3: their greatest desire. But they're not going to do it for us.
1: Well, and that's also, just thank you for reminding me, because I kind of got off track a little bit. When you're sponsored, it doesn't mean they're doing it for you, doing it with you. And so I think an important distinction to make, that they're giving you a bit more uh, juice to get it done.
3: Yeah. Well, <laughs> well you know, no, forgive me for using a banker analogy. Well, you <laughs> were one. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you've got to borrow money to do something good, you know. And, of course, the banker's got to say, is this really going to work out? Am I going to get my money back? <laughs> you know, the masters do the same thing. We, in essence, borrow their light or their sponsorship mm-hmm. because we want to go forward and do something. And they have to make the judgment, our past history and life record, or, you know, are they going to squander this light or is it going to be returned by their service or achievement? Because they'll lose light if, if we waste it and so forth. But That's, they're willing to sponsor us. That's how much of us. And so well, obviously we want to make good with it, so to speak. We want to repay it with interest.
1: I kind of doubt that they're reckless. They probably see more of us in our potential than we do.
2: Yeah, but you know, still <laughs> uh, Saint Germain may go uh, and put some portion of his attainment on the altar for me in particular Terry Kennedy because he's he says to someone I can trust this soul <laughs> but if I fall off the path and I and I decide to you know go another way better
3: not then then that costs him yeah he gets the karma he gets mm-hmm. the karma you get the karma too but he loses That's right. the light so you know this is it's all an equation of love and light, and the more you understand it it's it's just awesome how God has designed this universe, and it makes so much sense when when it pieces start to come together, oh, this is who I am, <laughs> yeah, this is where I need to go, this is what I need to do to get there, and oh yeah, i've got a little karma to clean up along the way, <laughs> you know, so this is a life this is this is a life, and it could be you know could be living you be a plumber or a teacher or a student or whatever it doesn't matter god will has put you in a position where you need can do these things and address them and so it's very exciting to think about a spiritual path and it's not just you know, just it's not just at random the very ordered nature of the spiritual path god will meet us wherever we are when we start and that next step will not be too great for us and we build upon this and build upon it and build upon it pretty exciting. And, and
2: St. Germain's uh, Keepers of the Flame lessons are ordered in such a way so that there are the yep. the beginning levels and you, you go through like you go through school.
1: You know, well, maybe uh, after we take a short break, we can come back and talk a bit more about the practice and the path,
3: mm-hmm.
1: specifically these little steps we're talking and about. And
3: the practicality of it. And
1: path. the practicality of it. Well, let's do that. Let's take a break now. We'll come back and we'll talk about the practicality of this path. All right. Please stay with us.
0: Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
6: At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self.
4: For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads.
0: This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening To The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And
1: uh, thank you very much for staying with us. You are tuned to The Open Door, and today we are talking about living the spiritual path. And in particular, this focus um, in this segment, we want to focus on the pragmatic and the practical. Because ultimately, a, a path is only as good as you can put it into practice.
3: Yeah, I mean, we've all heard you know, these wonderful esoteric words and so forth, but unless we can apply something in our lives, does it really have meaning and really stick to it? And of course, uh, Mrs. Prophet and the Ascended Masters have taught practical spirituality for 50 years, literally. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got a quick little story to tell about that. When I first came into the teachings, you know, <clears throat> Let's say if you looked at me, you wouldn't necessarily say I was on a spiritual path. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and so that. I remember sitting in a, in a lecture <laughs> Mrs. Propos was giving. She was talking about the Guru Chila relationship or the master disciple. You know, the term guru has gotten, unfortunately, some pretty bad press the past yeah. 40 years or so. And so, but it just means the master disciple, the teacher, and the student. Mm-hmm. And why this is how the ascended masters have this and what it means to have this relationship and so forth. And so she was making an analogy about having a guru or a master that will teach you. And she said, there must have been 500 people in this auditorium I'm sitting in. And she said, let's say you have a problem with eating too many tortilla chips. <laughs> well, I will confess before God and man, I have long had a problem with eating too many tortilla chips. And And the reason I laugh about that is because... How much more practical can you get? Yeah, I mean that is meeting me where I was at. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) yeah, and and, you know it was kind of a cosmic joke in a way. I think because in other words, it wasn't attempt to be to be funny or ludicrous, but it was to say, look, Mm. wherever you are, whatever you're dealing Mm. with your life, and if it's tortilla chips, we'll help you with that because that's (laughs) the next thing you got (laughs) to overcome. So it's always had a lot of meaning for me because somehow we think we're on a spiritual path. I shouldn't be having these problems, you know. I shouldn't be having these difficulties. You know, I felt anger the other day. You know, I'm on the spiritual path. I shouldn't feel anger. You know, it's understanding. Well, there's a pocket of anger. There may be a past record or something that needs to be dealt with. But in other words, it's being practical. Instead of being afraid of it, instead of condemning yourself or saying, I'm not worthy to be on a spiritual path because I have these issues. Okay, it's there. God, I didn't like this anger that came up in me. What do I need to do about it? And, of course, there's been great teachings about anger, how you deal with it, how you arrest the spirals, how you free yourself from anger, and so forth. So you can see how you take the very, very practical teaching of the Ascended Masters where you're at. I mean, that's how basic it gets, because that's where you have to be on the spiritual path. It's not spouting words of wisdom. It's dealing with the day-to-day things that come up in your world through karma or circumstances. And we welcome the learning, and we say thank you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it can be practical as far as like how to breathe, how to, how to you know. Right, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> I mean, Seriously, really, I breathing you
2: mean. exercises, oh, yeah. you know, given to us by the by the masters, yeah. Yeah. What, what to eat, the, yeah. the right yeah. and the wrong exactly. things yeah. to eat. I mean, this is all very, very practical.
3: You know, I'm reminded one time St. Germain said, you know, if America would stop eating pork, it would change the entire consciousness of the country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> interesting interesting and, yeah. and and of course you know the Jewish tradition the Muslim tradition the Hindu none of them eat pork interesting isn't it yeah, yeah. so um, but anyway you can see where this, these little things vibrationally will change your life and again once you start using the violet flame you're going to feel differently and so therefore it'll be you'll be dealing with issues and problems in a different way it's like you're clearing the air you know try to resolve everything in a smoke filled room when you can't see the other side of it <laughs> suddenly it's clear oh that's what I need to do yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: You know, we, we refer to this occasionally as the uh, the signal-to-noise ratio, <laughs> that a lot of life is noisy, mm-hmm. so the signal's not getting too uh, clear and not coming through very strong, but when you start to do this path, when you start to follow the path, you notice the signal gets stronger, and the noise diminishes, and that's where we, we say, thanks for this learning, thanks for this lesson, and oh, by the way, I really am grateful for it, I'm not going to ask for it to be supersized. <laughs> but, you know thank you
3: yeah will yeah, yeah, take it as it comes yeah <laughs> they warn us not to uh, ask for the super size. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know
2: yeah
3: well, I mean, and, you- and you know what one thing again I alluded a little earlier but I wanted to make, talk about it again is expectations of the spiritual path if we have the wrong expectations, then we're going to get mad and leave the path. Look, God, I've been doing all this spiritual practice for X amount of time, and I think I should be someplace else that I am now spiritually, No, because I'm dealing, you know, I still got this problem at work or in my family and so forth. So we have to understand that the path is dealing with issues like this. They're not going to go away. Until we balance 100% of our karma, we are going to be dealing with these situations, even though we may be doing great spiritual things, drawing forth light, which of course will make a difference in these things. <laughs> but people get angry because. Everything's not perfect in their worlds. Well, it's not going to be perfect in your world, but you know what? There's going to be a purpose to everything that comes to you, and yes. that's the beauty of the spiritual path. If you look out in the world, I had breakfast with someone this morning, telling me about uh, a renter in one of their 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 houses, and it, it, I mean, you hear the things that were happening to these people, and their lives were a total mess, you know. Wow. And and so, God was absent from them. There was no order, or reason, or rhyme, other than just chaos. When you are on a spiritual path, you'll have challenges but there'll be a purpose, there'll be an order to them, there'll be an opportunity for you to use the spiritual tools that were given to resolve them. In other words, you can be the victor. You can emerge over these things, move on to something else. You don't have to face it again. It's balancing karma.
2: And you can begin to read between the lines, so to speak, in a situation such as what you just described with the renters and everything like that. If you're on a spiritual path, you can can see what's really going on subsurface, and then you can you can make some calls. You can pray for uh, for the people that are the readers. you start out
3: very practical. What yeah. people need, they don't need esoteric words. They may need an next meal. Yeah, you know. So <laughs> you, you meet right. people where they're at. But in right. other words, I think what I'm trying to, to share here, and I'll, I'll just end it at this time, is that, you you know, the world seems to be in chaos. Yet karma is very exacting. We can prepare ourselves for our personal karma and for planetary karma by being on a spiritual path. We can change what it looks like in our lives, and we can change the outcome by using the spiritual tools we've been given.
1: You know, I want to read a quote that kind of conforms to something you were saying just a moment ago. This is another admonition from the masters. and They say, never shirk or shun the difficult, and never be bitter that your toiling seems to be greater than another's. You know, when you said that I'm on a spiritual path, Lord, well, why is this still happening to me? Why is this hard? Well, in one respect, it may be more difficult because you are able to take on more, and you basically are accelerating your journey through your karma.
3: And as we've talked <laughs> before, that one of the requirements of the ascension is balancing 51% of your karma. Yeah. Well, you do that through the use of the violet flame, and also through, you know, the physical balancing of your karma. So if we, if that's a goal in life. Then you know we're going to get some challenges. Indeed, it's, well, it's, it's just the way it is.
1: Uh, and this kind of brings us back to this idea of you know the, the path that we practice, the path that we follow. One of the many components of that path is doing violet flame decrees, with the expressed intention of accelerating the transmutation of our karma. Yeah. you know it's one of the tools. It's not the only tool, but it's one of the principal well, tools. Well, Saint Germain has to get said us there.
3: if you'll use the violet flame. You can make your ascension in this life or your next one, depending, of course, how old you are and how much time you have and so forth. You know, I want to just, you know, met- mention here about near-death experiences because I think it's related to this. You hear this story about people going over the other side and how wonderful and incredible it is and so forth. And some of them, you know, get very upset when they find out they have to come back. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, <laughs> this is what happens when we go through the transition called death. And if we make you the etheric, I mean, it's wonderful. It's heaven. It's glorious. There's love, unconditional love and so forth. But if we haven't balanced over 51% of our karma, we're required to come back. And so when you get there, you want to make sure you can make the choice. I mean, some people do come back even if they balance 51%. But most people, enlightened self-interest, choose to stay into heaven, take their ascension, and balance their karma. Otherwise, you get on this treadmill. We could be still here another 10,000 years from now mm-hmm. if we don't take the initiative to deal with the challenges and the karma we have. And, right and now. the
2: karma is easier to balance when you're here in embodiment. <laughs> by, by,
3: Far, you know By I mean? far, there's no comparison. Yeah, physical and body. You can
2: you can balance, balance it from karma. the other side, but it
3: it, it takes can, a bit longer. Takes longer. I mean, a bit I longer. heard someone tell me well. I'm not really sure I want to make an ascension in this life. That's fine. That's you have free will, but at least balance your karma so you have the choice. Yeah, yeah. when you get over there, because you yeah. might you might change your mind. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, wait wait a minute, do overs. I know mean, <laughs> you, you want to go through
3: puberty again, you really want to?
1: <laughs> oh Lord, that's an image. <laughs>
2: oh. Oh, you know, uh, what if there are people listening to us right now that have thought about uh, becoming ministers, um, but yet they don't see they don't see a particular church where they could they could become ministerial in in Mm -hmm. a sense what does our organization have to offer sydney you're you're,
3: you you wear the minister mantle you know it's interesting when i was in high school and i was trying to decide what to do i thought about becoming a minister and uh, but i didn't you know i didn't know where to go because i didn't know places that had ministers they could believe in reincarnation you know yeah so of course i ended up in the banking world which was my dharma (laughs) my (laughs) karma i might add but then I found a way through the teachings of the Senate Masters, we do have a path for ministers, if you, if that's what God is calling you to do, mm-hmm. then it's there. I mean, you know, whatever your path is, whatever your calling is, God needs you. You know, this planet needs you, not only from a spiritual point of view in terms of your prayers and decrees, but the very practical knowledge that you have. I mean, the Masters have said teaching is, is probably one of the highest callings on this planet mm-hmm. in the Montessori method, which we've talked about here and so forth. Oh, yes. So. You, will, you can still have a sacred labor. It may not be a minister, but it could be something very much in the world. But what happens is you take the equation of light and spirituality into that. I remember Mrs. Prophet told a story about a guy that was a truck driver, and it was on the spiritual path. He held a spiritual balance for all the truck drivers in the United States. I mean, <laughs> that sounds funny in a way, yeah. but it's not funny because the spiritual light and equation is, is absolute, an absolute necessity in everything. You may be a clerk in the government. Of some country, and you may be holding the balance for the government of that country because of the light God puts in your heart. So you can spiritualize everything you do, as long as you know it's right livelihood, so to speak. And And you can and you can be in the field of uh, real estate or in truck driving or whatever,
2: and 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 hold a ministerial mantle, right? And be a minister. Sure.
1: Well, we lead by example. Yeah. We've talked many times about how we see somebody else, and by their example, we are inspired. Right. I want some of what she has. Whatever that is, and, you know, we talk about this particular path, this path has a lot to offer anybody at any level of spiritual orientation. It doesn't necessarily mean there's a specific path, it's more
3: broad than that. I mean, you may be raising your family. I mean, that's obviously the highest calling on this planet, to raise children and help them. Wouldn't you like to have the knowledge of what is really going on in the world spiritually, so that you can help them, give them perspective and understanding? I mean, this is so needed, especially in this country. I think sometimes the education is a little better in other countries around the world, you know, because we have so much to distract the soul. Yeah. Um, so, in other words, what we're saying here, it's such a practical path. You can be a minister if you want, but that's, you know, there's a need wherever you're serving on this planet. Right. Wherever you are, there's a need for what you're holding. And I would just say one more comment. I know we're coming up another break here. Sure, don't, don't. I remember one of the teachings was given once. In some countries, there was not a single person that could hold the light that nation i know it's hard to believe but you can be that person in that country or that city or that state wherever you are if you can learn the practices of god the humility of god and the and the disciplines necessary to hold that light you'll never get roses thrown in front of you but you'll have the satisfaction of knowing you're doing god's will and people are being helped because of the light that you carry wow
1: indeed well that's on that note let's take our uh, next break when we come back, we'll continue this discussion about living life as a spiritual path. But I think in this particular case, let's talk a bit more about community. Because I think a lot of people want to know, what is it that we belong to? Is it, does it have definition? What does it look like elsewhere in the world? So let's uh, come back and talk about community as part of our spiritual path. So please stay with us.
0: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change.
4: Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads.
0: The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at TSL.org. Now, back to our show. Thank you once again for staying with us. You know,
1: they say that time is speeded up for the elect. <laughs> well, there's hours going by so fast. We must be the elect. Sounds <laughs> pretty good.
2: It's speeding by.
1: Today we're talking about life as a spiritual path and the fact that it's not a hobby. It's something that you do twenty four seven and you do it in various ways. It can be as simple as being kind, being graceful, being grateful, being merciful, being forgiving, etc. These all kind of in combination to define, in part at least, our path. One of the things that we haven't talked about a lot yet, and we will now is that we also offer an opportunity to be part of a community. We are not simply a teaching or a spiritual path, but we actually have teaching centers, we have study groups, we have regular retreats and conferences and some university and various different ways that we function as a community. And the community is always there with open arms for anybody who wants to be a part of it because ultimately we realize that everybody in our community and everybody who is spiritually oriented is a keeper of the flame of life. Whether you're official or unofficial, it doesn't matter. You keep the flame in your home, in your heart, in your family, in your community, whatever. And also, Terry, you reminded me that uh, Mark Proffey used to say that community is coming into unity.
2: Yes. You
1: know? Yes. So let's talk about that. What kind of a community do we have here? And what kind of a community are you invited to join?
2: Well, uh, let me say, just to start with... Um, there were twenty or thirty of us that met just the other day to watch the Super Bowl, and it felt like everybody came out of out of one church building and went into another church building <laughs> and we had we had food, we had a good time and one thing or another but we but we were keeping the flame obviously, as brothers and sisters on the path. But you didn't but have the Budweiser, right? <laughs> we yeah, we, did, did we weren't did? drinking the Budweiser. We you have chips? <laughs> and we might have, <laughs> we had chips. Okay, good. And we might have <laughs> muted some of the commercials because, you know, some of them are pretty heavy-handed. Uh, but, but we got together and we watched the game. So, you know, there's a practicality there. There's a joy flame. There's a, a community, something or other. I, I'm just throwing that out as an no, example. and of, I heard you guys were singing
1: we songs at, we have, during oh this.
2: My, we got up, and we were celebrating birthdays for the Aquarians, and, and and four or five of us got up, and we were leading you know, the whole group in a bunch of old that songs. That was the halftime show, right? that, was, that, that was
3: halftime. We did that during halftime. You know, I, I think for it me, was it was the realization at a certain point in my life, I assumed everyone wanted to be on the spiritual path. And I found out fairly early on that wasn't the case. So I said, I've got to find my brothers and sisters mm-hmm. that share the same goals that I have the same enthusiasm, the same excitement about God that really want to know the truth. Not something that's just pat me on the shoulder, be a good boy and you'll make it to heaven, but the real truth because I knew it was out there. And so when I found this community, I got very excited. These are people that share the same goals that I share. We can work together to accomplish far greater than I ever could individually or they could individually. And that's the beauty of community. And, you, you know, um, and I, I talked, when, when we started
2: the show, I said that I would touch on something later in the, in the final segment. Just a, a personal side to myself, I was, you know, I was a musician, I was a singer-songwriter, and, uh, you know, performed in the nightclub circuit and one thing and another. But when I found the spiritual path, what it did was it, it changed uh, a number of things. For instance, there are songs with lyrics that I don't sing anymore, the songs mm-hmm. that other people have recorded. Um, it helped me write songs that were that had proper lyrics and that were uplifting and could help people. Um, I I I stay away from you know rhythm patterns in my music that I perform mm-hmm. and and write that are not you know that are you know we've done shows on music so we, have, we yeah. don't need to go into that. Well, but, no, but
1: I think what you're saying is that that your your path informed your choices.
2: Yes. And it and it it's like it's like uh, in a sense I put something on the altar and then it was given back to me Uh, not in my time but in God's time but at
3: a much higher level at a much
2: higher level yeah Yeah. so so what I I cite myself as an example because if there are people out there listening and they're saying uh, I want to I want to do something
3: similar you know and uh, and I want to say it can be done
1: oh yeah yeah and you
3: know and you know what you don't have to take these teachings, if let's say you're a Montessori teacher, you don't have to go into the classroom and start talking about the Ascended Masters. That's not appropriate. Right. You know, that's not that we're supposed to do. But what you do is you have a, a teaching of the highest quality a type of Montessori teaching that you bring, and of course you pray for the children. And right. so you never have to even talk about your own personal path. And again, you can make a tremendous impact in the world. You know, community is something where, again, I mentioned we can accomplish so much more, but it's also an opportunity to come together with people that we have karma with. You know, we've. this is not the only embodiment we've all been on a spiritual path. We've been on many embodiments. Yeah. And so what happens is you make karma with many great people. I mean, we know in history, we're, we're two ascended masters. We're, were generals of opposing armies, you know? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. so you, know, you can see where that is. So it's also an opportunity to smooth over the rough edges, and God brings you together with those people that you have karma from the past. And, you know, we get to practice what we preach. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. that bag of marbles
1: metaphor, I think. <laughs> You know, isn't it where you put them all in a bag and you kind of shake it up so they kind of get all the rough edges off? Well, you know, a that's lot of right. times that's what we are. We're in a situation, we're in a community where we encounter the rough edges from yeah, time to time.
3: We're not perfect people. No. Let's face it, obviously. No. But you know what? Again, it's a purpose. It's a reason. It's a higher goal. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we follow our hearts. And, again, you can. we have these wonderful quarterly conferences here. It's just by Yellowstone Park. Uh, I was speaking to a woman recently that came last summer to our some university about the Buddha, mm-hmm. and she's never done anything else, but it was profound for her. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so community is, is a wonderful th- feeling. And, you know, some people belong to churches for the social aspect of it. I mean, let's, be, let's, be, let's face it, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that in some ways, and yet what we combine here is, yes, we can have a good time. We, we can actually have a good time here, can have fun, <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's in a spiritual context, right. yeah. you know, and it's pure and it's holy. You know,
2: and the jokes are angelic humor, yeah, rather, yeah. Than, rather than <laughs> you no. Know, there's the, such a the there's a
3: coarseness to yeah. some of those commercials on the Super Bowl, and for our European friends, are like maybe didn't see them, but right. It's 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 really a coarseness. It's not holy, right. You know, we try to be holy because it feels good. Yeah, it feels yeah. wonderful. It feels better. It's great
1: fun. It is, know? and it isn't a fake piety. It's not one of those austere kinds of images. Anything, but it's it's a joyous path. Yeah. You know, Terry, you mentioned something, and you just kind of reminded me to say this again many of the opportunities that our community offers include things that you don't have to necessarily leave wherever you are to do. Mm-hmm. Keepers of the Flame fraternity, for example. It doesn't matter what religion or spiritual path or discipline you follow, you can be a keeper of the flame. It's universal. And I think that's one of the things I'd like to say this to everybody, that you're listening not by accident. You're probably a keeper of the flame wherever you live. You know, that your heart flame is such that you're, you're expressing what it means to be a keeper by standing up. By being compassionate, by being forgiving, by being graceful, by being kind, by being humble, right. all those things, these qualities extend far beyond our path.
3: But what you get when you formally join the Keepers of Fame Fraternity, as we mentioned, you get sponsorship yeah. by an ascended master. In other words, that's pretty cool. you get opportunity. It's different from just standing for good things, which is wonderful, obviously, but that's the difference. You get, you get lessons that you receive, they're online and in paper form, and it takes you Masters teach you, and when when they teach you, if you're open, again with this sponsorship, you can do things differently. You can overcome things. You can, as you practice the teachings, it's like a like a turbocharger. Yeah, you know, it's a good way to put it. You know, yeah. you just can get there faster and quicker. We do our part, but God gives us that extra boost. So that's why we talk about the Keepers of Flame Fraternity a lot, because it's it's an ingredient in your life that you don't have now. As wonderful as you may be, as spiritual as you may be. It brings a level of sponsorship that you may not have had for a long time. And I think all of us can say that. You know, we do, you don't get sponsored in every lifetime. It's, it's, it's an opportunity that's come forth because we're at the end of an age and the karma's come and due and the master's saying, <laughs> these folks need help. <laughs> well, we do need help. If we take advantage of it, we can accomplish great things by yeah. God's grace.
1: Well, and if you, uh, if you want to um, know more about the Keepers of the Flame uh, fraternity, send us an email. We'll send you a link for a free lesson.
3: Yeah. it better than that. Well, it's on our website, too,
1: right? Oh, it is indeed. Yeah, Keepers of the Flame. But you can get it online or printed. I mean, you can get it however you want it.
2: And, and you can reach us. We're coming up close to the end of the program here, but you can reach us at webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Yeah, and just <laughs> just ask for Keepers of the Flame.
1: Yeah, and uh, we may um, over-deliver, too. I mean, I, somebody sent us an email recently asking for the Count to Nine decree, and I sent them the whole decree book. <laughs> Why not? Overdeliver. <laughs> well, you know, um, we could talk about this forever because I think that this is what we do, this is our path. Yeah. We have clearly defined goals, and we have joy and, and you, know, you know, when I started such a living, living
3: with a different standard in my life, you know, understanding integrity, honor, and as a you know, God is in my heart, in my body. There's things I don't do to my body that I might have done before because I didn't even think about it, and which the world encourages us to do in my head, <laughs> whether it's taking things in, alcohol, drugs, marijuana, whatever it is. I don't do that because I honor this body as the temple of God. And so, you know what? It just feels so much better to live that way. Indeed, I, yeah. Live in integrity and joy and know that to the best of your ability, you're following a spiritual path. And, you know, you're going to get bumped a little bit, and this is what it's all about, but I It gives meaning that doesn't exist. It makes order out of chaos. It has a goal that was ethereal before and now is very real. Well, amen.
2: (laughs) Amen, brother. (laughs) I
3: I think really that's probably the perfect
1: point to end our show today. It's been a, a joy and a pleasure and an honor, really, to present this program to you now going into our fifth year. We hope that we'll have another five at least, maybe more. Um, but thank you for being part of this audience by being part of our community because you're all here for a reason. We're all and brothers and sisters. We're all brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. And you know, we like to say that though the upper path may be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, this of this world. Worry. Thank you all. Until next time, God bless you.
0: Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.